Hi, I'm Maria Theharis Lavellosos. Welcome to Soul Organized Style Podcast. Stay listening. On Soul Organized Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on Soul Organized Style Podcast. This year, Making Zen is being run from the 15th to the 19th of May, and you can register at makingzen.com. Jane Emerson, the author of six textile books, is here today so we can find out about her textiles background and training and what workshop she is running at Making Zen in May. And it's really lovely, Jane, that you've let me into your home today. Thank you. Oh, it's really lovely to meet you, Maria. Now, Jane, there are quite a few textile artists who are at Making Zen Online Retreat. But today we want to know, or I want to know a little bit more about what it is that you focus on. Can you expand on your work? Tell us what your work is all about. Okay. So my work is really all about mixing techniques, textile innovation. I'm quite impatient. I think in another life I might have been a weaver, but I was too impatient to thread up a loom. So like I'll take inspiration from weaving and do it in stitch with water-soluble fabric or in needle felting. So I kind of take techniques and then do them in a kind of impatient way. But I just like mixing things up and giving inspiration to people. I've spent a lot of my career making the seeds of ideas for fashion and interiors. So it's almost like my perfect job because I don't have to think about the practicalities of production. I'm just kind of creating the initial idea and then they will take that into a print or a weave or even sometimes an embroidery because sometimes they would get bought by the ateliers in Paris and they'd be able to make them. But yeah, I really love doing that. And then I started sharing that within my workshops and it's just lovely. It just allows for lots of fun and lots of play and lots of intuitive design I suppose and it's quite materials led as well most of the things that I work with are always sort of reclaimed textiles vintage textiles so I kind of really look into what the materials are and what they can do and how I can reinvent them. You talked about reusing or reclaiming fabrics so does that mean sustainability is an important aspect for you? It's hugely important almost so important that I I took it for granted almost. Yeah always been like that I just you know I cycled until I was like 30 and I then I was living somewhere where there wasn't a bus so I had to learn to drive it's always been hugely important but also I think you know with the element of play in my work it becomes less precious if you haven't spent 30 pounds a meter on something yeah you know you really play around with things although they still are quite precious sometimes because quite often they'll be old or I was just talking to somebody the other day about using the precious stuff in your stash. You must do have the courage to kind of cut it and use it. So when you started to use the precious fabrics in your stash, did you Mm. have to change your mindset to do that? What did you do? I just have to get the scissors and make the first cut. Then it's fine. And then it's all right. And then I'm just using it. I'm always looking for that beautiful vintage dress that's got a big hole that can't really be fixed or an iron burn mark in it or it's completely ripped and then I got permission then to like use the fabric and reinvent it and I kind of love that you can make vintage modern sort of bring it through and give it new life and then yeah it's really lovely. 
there's a lot of people that I follow on Instagram and they will do something similar where they reuse something that, as you say, has given you permission to make it into something else. Yeah. Or they'll do what you do, what you told me earlier, where you go op shopping and you find vintage patterns and make something that's wearable today. Yeah. Although I love them. I love the visible mending movement as well. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, you can mend that so you can't chop that up. I often look in the haberdashery departments as well and sort of just find things. And people give me lots of things, old fabric stashes. I've got huge amounts of boxes under the desk at the moment that my sister-in-law gave me that came from her great aunt's house. And I love to share it as well. So I'm always like, oh, so-and-so would love that. Earlier on, did I get a sense that you have trained somewhere from a manufacturing or from an industry perspective and now you've moved on from there? Yeah, so my background's actually in fashion. I did a BTEC in fashion and so I trained sort of pattern cutter and then I went and did a multimedia textile degree. So really got to play with everything as long as it sort of had an element of fabric in it. And then I did my master's at Central St. Martin's in London and got an MA in fashion, weirdly in print, but I didn't print. I mean, really at the core of everything that I do is my sewing machine and free machine embroidery. It's branched out from that. Sometimes I'll do hand stitching, but generally it's following the guide or the weave of the fabric or weaving in and out of a lace that's already there. I'm really into jelly plate printing at the moment because it's really impatient the most impatient way of printing but also just like no rules patchwork you know all these different things I think I realized that I loved the textiles more than doing pattern cutting and create and also you know you just have to get all the lines right then don't you I can embrace wonky lines than <laughs> making textiles instead sometimes if I'm going to make something else I'd rather get some a good dressmaker to make something up I often just don't make things up. I'll collage things together as art now or just sample. When it comes to your workshops and you bring a sense of play into it, is that something that we can look forward to in your session at the Making Zen Online Retreat? Yeah, I very much encourage getting almost into a state of flow, you know, just choosing fabrics that you really like, colours that you really love instinctively and not really thinking about the end product and what it's going to be just being in the moment and just making because quite often I think when you're in flow and in in that moment you'll make something a lot better than the pressure that can come from thinking about an end product so I'm sort of really encouraging that I think it I think it's really good it's quite mindful isn't it to be in that I think it's it's really good for you (laughs) is mindfulness something that inspires you or motivates your work I always think it's quite exciting and fun and and move from one thing to another and and very playful but it's something that I've realized it is so I I set up a group called the No Rules Textile Society in lockdown and I've learned so much from sharing within that group and everyone sharing within it and from that question that people keep saying but what is it what is it and it's like just just stop thinking that it doesn't have to be a thing Mm. we can just create for the sake of creating and when we stop thinking about that you know you see the results coming through and really work that's much more personal and much more unique to you when you stop worrying about what the end is going to be 
And quite often, if I do a workshop or something, we'll make a fabric and then you can think, well, actually, this fabric could be a cushion or any of these things, but it'll speak to you when it's done. (laughs) That sounds a bit profound. (laughs) From a clothes making perspective, some people will be inspired by the pattern or the design and other people will be driven by fabric. And that's what it sounds like for you. Yeah, it really is. It's like... I'm so beguiled by the structure. There was quite a breakthrough moment. I went to the Tate and I saw the Annie Elbers exhibition, again, going back to weaving. And I was just like, oh, this, this is wonderful. How she took weave and just took it to new levels, you know, really kind of made it art. And, and it was just so clever. And I realized that's, that's the bit that I love. I just like the what ifs of textile design. And what if I tried that? And what if I mix that with that? So that's why I have something called fabric recipes. I do a challenge every February on on Instagram. And it's just called fabric recipes, but it's all about thinking of your work in new lights. So it's just word prompts. So it might be dots or circles or, or weave or print. And you're just kind of looking at that and thinking, Could I mix two of those together? Could that be really interesting? It's like a bit of a game. Inspire innovation, I suppose. Now you've got me thinking, because you talked about play and then you've got the recipes that people follow. So with these recipes, are they guidelines to help creativity? They're jumping off points. Ah, okay. So I have lots and lots of ideas. So when I started sort of spilling my head into my computer in lockdown, I was just filming and I was just talking as I was process and just sharing a process, but then going, oh, but if you change the proportion of this or the texture of this, or, you know, it could go off in so many different ways. Or if you combine this with something else, you're just making fabrics that you've never really seen before or thought, you know, it, you just let, let your mind go, let it wander and see what, what happens if, Today I've been mixing up jelly plate printing with printed paper and then bonding that onto fabric. So using paper like a fabric, but sandwiching thread in between and then tearing it off so that you're making this kind of ripped applique paper on fabric. It's sort of unexpected combinations that I completely love. No rules, basically. (laughs) Which is why I called it the No Rules Textile Society. Where can we find you on Instagram so that people can have a bit of a look to see what it is that you do? Yes. So I am Jane Emerson Textiles on Instagram. That's Jane with a Y and one M. But I also have at Neural's Textile Society account where I share work from the people in my membership group. What are you presenting at Making Zen Online Retreat? So what I'm thinking about doing is my love of weave. And I'm thinking that I will do sort of weaving without a loom, alternative ways to create weaves without threading up a loom. Actually quite easy to thread up a small loom now. And I do do that. I think it was more, more I'm thinking about when I was doing my degree and we, and we had to choose between weave and print. And and I was like, no, I'm not going in those massive looms and threading those up. But I just think it's so interesting. So with water-soluble fabric, you can make the most interesting weaves and do things that perhaps you can't do on a loom with you know the warp and weft and you can make it diagonal as long as it as the threads connect together you've got these really interesting weaves that you can make 
But I realized that you could also do that with needle felting. If you can connect threads on water soluble, you can also connect by felting. And I really enjoyed that. So I'm thinking about doing one of these techniques for the Making Zen Retreat, but also doing a little bonus class with all the different ways that I weave without a loom. That is a really good idea. I think it'll be a bit of a taster of all the things that I do, maybe sort of creating a weave-like look with patchwork, with needle felting, with water soluble, and something that I've done in No Rules Textile Society because I'm always doing little quick lesson videos, jumping off points in there. And actually, I was going to say, so I'm not just on Instagram. My website has links to all these courses, and there's lots of little videos on them. On my website, there's a video of me in the studio doing lots of techniques. So that's quite interesting to watch. And that's just www.janeemerson.co.uk. So you can find me there. <laughs> oh, lovely. I went back over some of my lessons recently and I just was like, and while I'm talking, I'm like filming and I'm going, but you could do this and you could do this because that that's how my brain works. There's, yep. there's almost too many. I have to throw these ideas out. <laughs> there we go. Catch. What about this one? But then I love the way that everyone makes it their own. Yeah. You know, I'm doing that, but then they will go off and go. And actually, I tell you what I did think about. How would you say to use the make, you know, the making Zen retreat? Yeah. And I think something that sometimes people don't think about. So that I had somebody in the studio and she said, um, oh, I've got so many of these courses lined up in the library and I haven't got time to do them. And I was like, do you not just watch them? I don't get the stuff out. I just watch these lessons so that I can hear about someone's process and they'll just be little snippets, little nuggets and gems that come out. And you're like, oh yeah, I use that. It might be just a phrase or something that I see them doing. And then you can make up your own kind of recipes out of all these little bits that yeah. sing to you and thrill you. Jane, when you've got all of these different jump off points that, you know, you help people through, how do you save all of these ideas? Well, they're all in my membership. There's a big library in my membership and in my classes. When I started at the beginning of lockdown, I was like, I've been creating ideas for so long that I felt like I needed to order them. I knew that like when I play, you know, I can just put these things together, but I really didn't know how it was coming together. Just some somehow just comes together, but it was all mixed up in my head and I felt like I needed to order it. So I just started filming. So then I started putting my, my samples were all in a big old suitcase or lots of old suitcases and they were all mixed up. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, there's no way I can even order these things because, you know, that one's got patchwork and machine embroidery and a little bit of print and on it. But somehow they did. So I've now got all these boxes in this cupboard that are like dots, stripes, patchwork. Yep. Da -da, and, and they're kind of organized. And that's kind of so in No Rules Textile Society, we do a different prompt every six weeks. So I'm just going through and it's ordered it. I'm ordered for the first time in my life. <laughs> it, it feels really good, actually. So, yeah, there's a, a kind of organized archive now of all my thoughts that were spinning around before. Oh, congratulations for getting through all of that. 
That's such a huge it's taken a while, but it's brilliant. It's been lovely because I've been able to do that yeah. with a like-minded group and share it with them as I've gone. And I've sort of had to because I've said, I'll create a new prompt every six weeks. So I do. <laughs> you keep yourself in check every six weeks. <laughs> good on you. Yeah, it's good. I don't know whether anyone else does that. I do online courses. I don't ever do them. I just watch them. Do you? I've got a bunch of them and, you know, I'll watch them, but then I read a lot. Yeah. I do a lot of research. Yeah. Somebody said, um, I don't know who it was, but they said your art is like a dance between art and life and life and art. And you skip and you dance backwards and forwards and it's all of you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, thank you for that quote. (laughs) I don't know whether it's a quote, but I like it. I like that dance. I like dance first, think later, and I like the dance between art and life and back again. You've got the dance between art and life. You've got play with textiles and resources that you use. It sounds like you've got a really good thing going in your work. I'm embracing the things that I love. Yep. On my school report, my textile teacher I'm still friends with, she said, Jane has all the ideas, but... (laughs) quite often the things she make falls makes fall apart and it's like you can see that as a bad thing or you can see that as like I've got lots of ideas let's just do that you know embrace that I'm not the person that can make something meticulously and you know it's perfect although I am quite a perfectionist but but if you just embrace it's that we're doing grids at the moment in no rules textile society and there's one of my members and she keeps going I do a straight line I'm terrified of this prompt I'm just gonna go wonky and I'm like yes embrace the wonky lines and as soon as she starts to embrace it the work's amazing because she's just going yeah this isn't a bad thing if I embrace it it's a really good thing it's fine we're all good at different things (laughs) Jane it sounds like you are an innovator of inspiring people to create and I think that's going to be one of the key things that people will love about you at the makings and online retreat thank you (laughs) okay yeah that's nice that feels good to be called that (laughs) we need people who have ideas as part of life and i think that's one of the key things that when people go to your video or watch your video they'll be inspired yeah that's really great so thank you i hope it's just yeah a good jumping off point (laughs) Do your own thing yeah that's great thank you this episode of soul organized soul podcast was produced by me maria thea harris with commission of kate for the making zen online retreat sound by bensound.com making zen online retreat is coming up on the 15th to the 19th of may and you can register on the website at makingzen.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to the previous Making Zen Textile Artist Podcast so that you can get a feel for the depth of textile art workshops that the Making Zen Online Retreat provides the sewing community. I hope you can help us with the production of this podcast through our Patreon account. We look forward to seeing you at Making Zen in May. Stay safe, everyone.